Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and I'm host of Talk Cosmos Leading Edge Conversations. And we've been on since 2018. You can catch all of them, the podcast and now the YouTubes. And we thank you 100,000% for joining us. Today is October 3rd, 2021, and it's beginnings, ready or not. I certainly have felt this. I know my panel has. And we know that right now Mercury is in its wonderful retrograde in Libra, which of course the sun is, and we're going to be talking about with the moonbeam team, the new moon in Libra and the full moon in Aries. It happens every year, but this year, for many reasons, it truly is a beginning. Mars is an activator along with Venus as we will discuss in many fashions, we're incorporating new ideas, how to elaborate on this idea of the meaningfulness that it might have for our lives. And there, like for instance, Sabian symbols, which we've talked about somewhat, um, the lunar mansions, the Vedic lunar mansions, not everything in depth, but just to give some kind of idea, geodetic, we'll explain what some of these mean. And it, it, it Mars, as I was saying, is really an initiator to change the patterns that we've had. Sometimes it's just a fashion. Okay, so with the extremes of Libra, looking at uh, both sides of things that make one and experiencing those, and it, it, it'll be quite, uh, it'll be unfolding as we discuss it. So, with no more ado, I will say now we're ready for the Moonbeam Team. Relating to the Sun and Moon's energies, including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon, plus the annual four to five eclipses, this is your Moonbeam Team. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary astrologer and consultant plus a certified color energy coach. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette. Certified Astrologer, Sacred Healing Counselor, Taroist and Numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy is never destroyed. Energy only changes. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> it's just so true. From one energy to the next, right? And at this moment, I will say immediately without looking at anything, that it's only, uh, it's very evident to me that we have all these planets in retrograde along with this particular, I know it's a, an annual event, but it happens to be that we have the Mercury retrograde in Libra. And so therefore it's joining the great team of these outside planets that, so it's a huge readjustments, isn't it? Have you been finding this with all your relationships, whatever they might be with self and the world and friends and memories and... <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Lots of change. We're shifting gears. That's for sure. Because we've had a retrograde party going on and there we have four planets going direct this month. So it's a huge change of energy. Yeah, the streams are going to be opening up. They will be. Shall we just bring up the new moon right away? It, because we are starting with the new moons as of last month where it used to be the full moon. But um, we will do that. And see if, uh, um, hopefully, I can. Well, and this new moon is also in Libra, cardinal sign. So we start out with this cardinal energy of initiating. Um, it, cardinal energy likes to start things. So it's like a time to shift gears. So we have many aspects happening right now talking about changing gears. Yeah, that's so true. Well, you know, because in, I know we're going to, right now, if we go from the Capitol building, all this energy is in, you know, Mars. Let's not do that. Let's talk about Mars. I'm trying to get that chart up and it's not coming up for some reason. Let's see if I can do that. Okay. Now what's happening here? Anyway, somebody keep talking as I try to find this. It's, it's not coming up. Oh, well, there it is. Did you see that? Can you see that? Did it come no, up? No, I don't okay. see anything. Well, anyway, that's okay. We, our podcast can't hear it anyway. But let's talk about Mars right there, right at 13 degrees. All of it so close. And it's the polarity of Venus. I mean, the cosmic lovers. So we're breaking away from things. Yes. Yes, and this new moon, the sun and moon are also at 13 degrees of Libra. So we have this 13 degree Libra party going on. Yeah. Did you share your screen? You have to push share. I'm trying to, and I can't get it. <laughs> I don't know what happened here. Anyway, that's all right. So, that's all right. We'll just, we can talk. We know it's happening. So let's go ahead. And, uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of dynamics. There's this continual dynamic coming up besides these this time that we're really looking behind going forward. But we're also in these tension-oriented worlds. And I, uh, with the great, um, oh, the, the large T-square and square that I keep, we've been mentioning on many, many shows between Pluto and Eris the the truth teller of chaos and Pluto of transformation. So, uh, but let's talk about Mars maybe and the anger. So let's talk about the numerology of it. Somebody. Okay. okay well, we have um, 
it's we have 13 degrees so we bump that up to 14 degrees so that makes a five so a five is about change um so you know this month to me um asks us to have change but uh be gentle with yourself i because i want to bring in the libra energy with that that uh the libra energy is about balance harmony um partnerships you know keeping it harmonious as we make changes um because mars sometimes can be a warrior it's chaos it's showing us things that um need to be addressed and so with this cardinal energy we can start working on some issues to make changes and not always is the first time that we make a change the complete change that we need to make sometimes it takes you know different efforts and it's like okay we change this now we know what part works and then now we can make adjustments later on but change is definitely in the air it is important though i want to say that yes keeping up somewhat of a balance but it's important to feel what the what one uh what what isn't working if there's anger involved anger is a tool and I was just reading some notes that were saying that anger really just is there because some pattern is not working. And yes, of course, we're going to be listening to others. It is that dialogue with Venus and, and values and our partnerships. But ultimately, we need Mars wants us and to live the direction that we want in our heart and Venus its ruler is in Scorpio says, I need, I want what I want. The question is what will happen if I get it? You know, I think it's a bigger question waffling in that deliberation, which Libra is great for seeing the sides of, of, of questioning that deep um, quest. You know, if what I want is what I really want, and I get it, it'll radically change everything more than I even know. And we are living in a time when there's so many exterior changes that one wants more control. And of course, Scorpio wants a lot of control too. That's the name of the game. But it's because of power. But yet releasing that power sometimes, going with that faith, it allows that co-creation of life. You know, the synchronicity, the what you feel can be drawn to you. There's a lot going on. Sarah, I know you have some thoughts here. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, all this cardinal energy, it's all about new. There's definitely new starts happening. And there's just a lot of almost contradictory energies that are happening because Libra is all usually around considerations of other and there's so much um it's around how we partner how we connect how we relate and it's just in these really tense aspects with with pluto <laughs> sun moon mars mercury i mean it stirs desire it disturbs it stirs the need to communicate and you know where we're at on a just on a soul level and emotional how we connect to things on a very real real world way and you, you were 
oh, you were going to bring up too about the lunar mansions. How would you thread that in with um, the lunar mansion? I was looking for my notes on that before I. Oh, I will. Um, I know it was six. Let me finish. I'll, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, but I just wanted to say that, you know, that it's all that Libra energy is opposed Chiron in Aries, which is, you know, which is about healing aspects, the wounded aspects of ourself. And so with Mercury being retrograde in Libra, and it definitely in part of this conversation, it's important to consider your true position, what, what we want to see long-term, you know, and what, what's the ultimate outcome based on engagement here, because there, there's some very careful considerations we need to make because we could change our mind about this later. So it's good to know what we want individually, long-term, what we, what our ultimate goal is and being integrity with that. Um, so we're not just projecting out onto others and trying to work around what, what the other big picture needs are. Well, this is valuable, and I'm glad we're going to wait for the other because I have some thoughts about it very strongly, and it's so true because the point is is that sometimes in making a change, and it isn't a yod, as we know, had talked about before with um, this new moon, this, this sun, our will, and our emotions of, of the moon, both in um, Libra of, of looking at the extremes of polarities, and along with this cardinal action of Mars, I mean, they're all cardinal, but wanting action. And you're so right. It's like that wounded part of our identity because Chiron in Aries is all about, can my identity be my identity? It's it's really important, but it's in that yod also, meaning this, this finger of God, as it's called, where this, um, uh, let me think here, Sue, it was in a yod, or is that the next one? Yes, it's in a yawn. It's with um, Uranus and Pallas, the strategizer. And, but Uranus, when it wants to make a move, sometimes it doesn't know what it wants. It just knows this ain't working. And it goes. And that, that's a path. I think there's even um, a tarot card, the nine with all the, you know, that saying, I can't remember which one. I'm not really adverse in tarot, but I am fascinated with it. And, and it is where it's a departing on a trip. Doesn't really know where it's going, but it's leaving what's behind it. So you're right. In, in the best way, you can try to deliberate, but really it's that experience of connecting with your, with your feelings. And thank goodness Mars is there to help the cause with Venus, you know, that's saying it matters. <laughs> this is intense. This is passion. This is like my life. This is what I really care about, trying to connect to that. And with this Libra energy, it's about relationships, but also about relationship with self. And, you know, as you make the changes with the relationship of yourself, maybe uh, how they applied in the past no longer serves, then it changes your outward relationships too in your community. And, you know, it expands and expands. So ch making changes within ourselves, finding out, paying attention to what, 
doesn't work or what you don't like and how you want to change it and start making those changes. Now, as numerology, Liz, you know, I know you have the book that we did on the 5th of your gateways to change that you're still people that are interested. You know, the class will be upcoming later this fall. So if people need to connect and email to Liz for this. But it is all about numerology and astrology. So how would you interpret this particular sun and moon, please? Oh, the sun and moon. It's like, um, you know, the moon's our feelings and the sun is you know, pushing us forward, our path forward and get in touch with our feelings. And then Mars is right there with it also. And um, with a five of energy, it's like, I would say there's a lot of changes within ourselves. And so start with the relationship to self, because that really works in with that, I believe. But with numerology, one and three is four. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right. But I bump it up to the next number so I would put it at 14 and reduce it down to a five. Oh, that's so right. W- that's right. Go ahead. And so one is about self. It's about me. It's singular. And the four is about building something and then combining them together. You have a five. So it's like time to make changes. Yes. Four is also very foundational, isn't it? So that mm-hmm. one. So there's with like four. Mm-hmm. So there's work and it's like you, you have to do your own work to start. And with the five, those, mm-hmm, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was those asking, that have done their work, it's easier. Oh, to build on it. Yes. But I mm-hmm. think doesn't five bring in that other part that the, the ethereal, the spirit. So you have your foundation, the physical, the form, but you're bringing in this new, I kind of, going into the unknown of, of, of bringing in, that's where the change is involved. Is that true? I mean, I know that some. Uh, partially, like, but you know, sometimes you'll know some of the changes you want to make and sometimes you won't have any idea. It yes. It can be sudden and unexpected, but you could have an idea. Um, so it's like, sometimes you don't know. Yeah. It's so just it's like, like the hero's journey. Okay. It's like mm-hmm. the hero's journey, isn't it? Where you really, leave like the past and go on to the future of, you know, between these two. And did you want to mention Sarah about the lunar mansion 16 Al Zubana? Maybe did you have your notes yet that I know that you had mentioned it had to do about wealth and prosperity, but not love. (laughs) Yeah. There's no, there's no love. In this, it's interesting because, yeah, because all the Libra energy. But this, the energy of this is really good for how we trade, how we do, you know, Venus also rules money. So it's how we manage our money and how we go about our business and, and how we save for long term things. Um, but it, this energy is not good for relationships right now. Well, and, and that's, um, and you can see it echoed in this chart, like Venus and Mars are just not cohesive. They're not really pulling together for the same things. And, um, and there's just some really tense, heavy energies with this, even though it's a lot of air, it's, it's like all these weighty decisions that have to be made and strategy we have to think out. But I, again, I think it's really important to think where, 
because we're going to be coming, some of these um, planets are really close to making aspects to, to Saturn um, and into Jupiter. So um, in the coming days, so there's just Monday tomorrow is a big day for a lot of the stuff as things start to change sign um, into, you know, things starting to shift into making more closer aspects on the fourth. Yeah, that that's a um, or no, the next day, like on the seventh. So oh, okay, yeah, it's good to mention on the seventh. That's yeah. very true. Yeah, they're they're about to go. Um, Pluto, I think, goes. It's already stationary, and it's going to go direct, and then Jupiter and Saturn follow that relatively soon after that, which is our structure and our visions of expansion, and we're changing it all. So that's absolutely true. And as um, Liz mentioned, with the outer planets, you know, all, both Pluto and Saturn—I think Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter—are Jupiter. all like going direct. So it's like where we've been blocked. We've been really, really blocked. So just be be kind to yourself, as Liz says, because just do the best you can. Because there's just the the decision makers the authorities are just not working effectively because there's just so there's so much up right now so well, this does if i may yes yes and i think i can add that really again it goes back to venus in scorpio it's so interior you know venus is ruling this uh in and in a sense and traditionally scorpio is ruled not just by Pluto, but by Mars. And Mars is right in tangle with the sun and the moon. They're all like in one big party at 13 degrees Libra. And so what I'm getting at is, is that this scorpionic tension of, of with Venus that, that wants uh, the passion in her, in her life. It's, it's about the, I was trying to thread this in with what you were saying and that is, is that it's a matter of, of, oh, yes, that Mars, and you're so right. I like that, Sarah, where you said that they're not compatibly in the same, not using the same oars in the boat at the moment. It's like they're in two different boats going down the same river, you could say, because Mars in, in Libra is really a very different for the Mars energy that wants, needs to think about it how it's separating because it is thinking about the other. Whereas Venus that wants to collaborate perhaps with its, it needs, that's what I'm saying. Thinking is when you said exchange, Scorpio is all about exchanging resources. So really it does tie in that right now it's not the time to really get together and have a rendezvous with your, um, maybe a love relationship, but it's setting up that energy for yourself in how do you really exchange what is within for your real empowerment, you know, yeah. with others. So it's quite exciting. Oh, yeah. and the last thing, yeah, I wanted to bring up too about, uh, I think now is a good time, the geodetic, and then we'll take a little break because that was the other thing that we were talking about. Well, we didn't talk about the Sabian symbols, did we? Okay, no. let's throw that out really fast. We have a few minutes. Let's talk about Sabian okay. symbols. Okay, so the Sabian symbols.
Well, for this 14 Libra, in the heat of the of the noon, a man takes a siesta. So to me, that's talking about time out, take a break. Quest Sabian symbol, that's where we're headed towards, is circular paths. So establish a routine and don't get stuck in the going round and round and round. Yeah, and, and a steady... The karmic, oh, go ahead. In the karmic... Sabian symbol is one degree before for where we've come from. Children blowing soap bubbles, young minds dreaming. So keep dreaming. And then I also wanted to say with Pluto stationing re- direct that it's, you know, rules Scorpio. So it's like even more emphasis on that Scorpionic energy. And even though Venus and Mars are in mutual reception, they're not really they're in mutual reception they're in each other's ruler signs but they don't have a connection they can't seem to get it together yeah it it is interesting there is sometimes the behind all of that too is again this great energetic square the fifth of the fifth coming up on october 9th between pluto and eris you know pluto has 248 cycle year and Eris, the uh, a dwarf planet further out, who's the sister of Mars, actually, is 558 years. And this last time that they were in this kind of uh, tension together was 2,700 uh, years ago, when a lot of the philosophical changes were happening of, of, of our directions. And Eris is a truth teller. So really, I would say that all of this is like really getting down to what is your own truth. And yes, it's going to rock the boat. Yes, people won't hear it. But that doesn't mean that one can't take some kind of acts of personal responsibility. And that's the other thing with anger or anything. Because Mars, you know, and even with Venus and Scorpio, they're not always wanting you know when you decide or say something that is different from what other people are saying and they don't agree with it there are mature there are methods of handling it but again it can just be that they don't want to hear it and that's something to be accepted so it's it's taking personal accountability it's very cardinal isn't it because if you look at libra capricorn um cancer and and aries they're all angular they're ruled by the angular uh, uh, houses and are they are the angular houses and so it really is a matter of you're networking with your own self and your status in society and your own family and processing. It's a whole kit and caboodle. Well, let's come back. <laughs> and this is Moonbeam Team. We're missing Catherine. She wasn't able to make it this week. I'm sorry to say Catherine Metcalf. Hopefully she'll be returning. But I'm with Sarah Stromley of Redmond, Washington, and Liz Mouchette of uh, Camino Island. And we'll be right back. Thank you. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. 
We are currently in the Yang period of Libra, ruled duly by Venus. By leaving the lower hemisphere of the self, the energy of Libra enters the arena where the completed self meets the other-than-self to form a relationship based on partnership. As a cardinal air sign on the descendant angle, represented by the equinox of equal light, Libra's energy learns through comparison and relationships, with the intention to integrate duality and polarities. Old world travelers never began a journey without a compass. And today, smart travelers won't leave home without a map or GPS to navigate the journey ahead. But when it comes to your journey through life, how do you get your guidance? By aligning numerology and astrology's wisdom. Combining numerology with astrology offers a great spectrum of insightful meaning for your personal yearly, monthly, and daily numbers. And to help you navigate these numbers to discover your best daily route, numerologist Liz Muschette, along with Gloria Riley, an Egyptian numerologist and intuitive consultant Jenny L. Sinclair, have co-authored the book, Gateways to Change 2018 and Beyond, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life Using Numerology and Astrology. In addition to the book, Liz is also hosting a Gateways to Change workshop this fall, which complements the book to guide you to your life's journey and explore how to use the resources offered in the book. Copies of the Gateways to Change are included in the registration fee. The Gateways to Change book is now available to order on Amazon. And to register for the workshop, you can contact Liz at her website, alightpath.com, or send her an email at liz, L-I-Z, Mouchette, M-U-S-C-H-E-T-T, at gmail.com. Let Liz be your compass as you continue your journey here on Earth. Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or... If you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hello, universe. This is Catherine Metcalf, professional astrologer, intuitive, and tarot card reader. And you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars, hosted by the beautiful Sue Rose Minahan. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk, 1150. Well, Catherine was there. (laughs) That's wonderful. Isn't that amazing how life is? You know, and I realized, too, that I was really thinking of this upcoming Aries full moon. I kept talking about the T-square, which I'm trying not just to talk astrology to people, but T-squares means that there's three in this ultimate energetic thing. And I might say, too, that uh, I know that with Planet Buzz, we often give whatever we're talking about on personal terms, but that the full moon 
no, the new moon coming up, the Libra new moon at 13 degrees is going to be right a degree away from my Neptune in the first house. So, you know, things may be a little bit uh, nebulous in some ways, obviously. I'm, I'm working really hard to get the details. And so I apologize. Well, and with so many planets stationing direct, I always think of it as a big cruise ship and they're moving forward at full speed ahead. And now you have to change directions. So they have to, you know, off from the full steam ahead and then put it in full reverse. And it still takes miles to stop the, well, you, the, and, the cruise ship. And you were And a so captain. there's like this... Yeah. And so there's this rambunctious energy happening of full speed ahead to now like stop it. And it's like all this chaos of the water and the engines and the propellers changing. So we're really feeling that because Pluto goes direct on October 6th in the afternoon, shortly after the new moon, then Saturn on October 10th. And then Jupiter on October 18th, along with Mercury on October 18th. So this month is full of planets changing directions so there's a added energy there too that can be chaotic but doesn't have to be but it's asking us okay now we have to change In, so it's helping us i think that's really a good analogy of it and i can see that i am on the water with you with all that white you know uh turbulence and i have to mention to our audience that you were a captain down in puerto rico for years there out on the sea um doing all kinds of tourists and other occasions so this is a real experience that, that you're <laughs> talking of i like it yeah well here we have the aries full moon of course that goes back also to thinking about the new moon that was six months ago in march uh, which we might talk about if we get time because it is really about beginnings and and mars again is conjunct that means right close to the sun so mars is definitely aries ruler and again doing those beginnings that you were mentioning so so well. I'm glad, Sarah, you brought up our um, subject title <laughs> for, for our audience instead of diving into a bunch of other white water like I would. Oh, boy, with my Neptunian thing going on. But uh, the beginnings, it's like, you know, it is most amazing. Ready or not, that's what I was saying. And I feel like that, you know, like they are happening. And... As we were seeing. So this is on the 20th, and it is late in Aries, 27 degrees and a half, just about 26 minutes. And it'll be on the 20th and on the East Coast at 1057 in the morning at the Capitol. And I'll just begin by saying that because we didn't bring up geodetic, and I had mentioned in my article, because you can always find a little bit of the information on the 1150 KKNW um, online site because we are hosted through that. Um, although Talk Cosmos is its own show and we have our own website and we have our YouTube channel. But still, uh, it, it's good information to, to find out and, and, and check with all their other wonderful 
things happening. So about geodetic, geodetic is a grid of lines, imaginary lines, but they're lines on the, the globe, starting from Greenwich, where time in this world that we live in begins, that we've all decided, except for three remote places around the world, the one's a temple someplace, I looked at that. But for general sakes, 99.9% .9 of the world, we all go by Greenwich. And they go eastward, you know, as we have the primary. Anyway, uh, and, and so by the time these 30 degrees house systems get to our continent, they're from, oh, let's say Capricorn, they're later. So what I'm getting at is, and there's one that's the MC and the Ascendant. And I'm not trying to teach geodetic. Chris McRae, a wonderful Canadian astrologer, recently passed, I think last year, uh, who very ingenious, wrote a book about the geodetic astrology that I have somewhere. And here it is, actually. I can find it. Okay. Geodetic Astrology, 1988. It was republished. And she read something from the 20s that was about this idea. And Jim Lewis, who did astrocartography and patented, where you put your own chart on from your birthplace on, you know, it, it, it they work very well together. But this is a standard fixed grid that's there all the time from based from Greenwich. And it's great for mundane situations. And I'm bringing it up because right now in our nation of the United States of America, that we're speaking from anyway, uh, Washington DC and New York have, an, have uh, Capricorn at the Midheaven and the ascendant is Aries. And it's just the opposite for London. London has the MC at Aries and the ascendant at Capricorn, I believe. But interestingly, in the news, there's been, well, we know what's going on in Washington, D.C. There's talk about polarities. It's, But also, I'm thinking, why do I bring it up? It... it it's an interesting way to correlate some of the dynamics that are happening. I mean, Pluto would be in their 10th house of, of, of social structures and that. And there's such huge change occurring. And at the ascendant would be ruled by Aries looking to Mars. And it's looking to this. Mars is so instrumental you know with with it although actually for washington dc it's in the 10th house 12th house well i'm getting a little bit nebulous here with my neptune and i apologize but uh we'll continue it's a fascinating mundane astrology is a great opening let's go into the sabian symbols let's go into something more concrete very concrete, right? Sabian symbols. So for the full moon, Aries, 28 degrees, a large disappointed audience. So um, I just chunked that down to that people's expectations were not met. Um, 
and then the quest degree of where we're moving to music of the spheres or planets listens to the sounds around you a message from nature is waiting for you and then the sabian karmic degree the degree before is through imagination a lost opportunity is regained so use your mind and imagination to retrieve the opportunity so all is and um the numerology of um 28 is a one so it's about new beginnings and i also wanted to say that october is a one month so with all the cardinal energy from these moons and the one energy it's really emphasizing new beginnings and fresh starts so i think that's gives us hope well look at my notes if we're revising our attitudes that's where we're coming in and looking at our inner reevaluation that really speaks of that new moon right we were talking about um i think the lunar mansion was that it's our trading it, it's not our relationships even though we're in libra and we were also talking about venus you know and 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 we didn't bring it up but you were mentioning earlier that everything is a six it goes to a six which is also venus so it's so venus oriented and then it goes into uh, the disappointment of expectations. So it's like that's so um, trying to work on what's going to be better. What does the lunar, um, in order to make some new balance, so what does the lunar uh, mansion say, Sarah? Do you have that available? I think it's a three you mentioned. No, we can't hear you. Oh, now again. Yeah, you're here. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> um, the third lunar mansion is um, Al Thruaya, and the emphasis on that is creativity and a great capacity for work. So it kind of mm. echoes what Liz is saying. Um, it's good for hunting. It's good for um, business and e-commerce and trade type things. But it's also, again, it's it's bad for marriage. It's just not a good <laughs> time for relationships, strangely. Um, Intimate. Intimate. And, yeah. and even friendships. I mean, you just have to, it's like finding those, the boundary and the focus of where you're going to um, negotiate things for yourself. Um, and for Very the Martian. Yeah. And, and for the betterment of, you know, what a cause that's a, close to your heart. So, um, but very potent creative energy here. It, I guess bringing up the chart is important because Mars, you know, it, when it separates is you can follow Mars, but you can only take your own body, your own self forward in fact, I was just listening to something on TV called Explanation. My husband had it on Netflix, and it went through a whole series of things and went into time. And it was mentioning how we're three-dimensional. We have a grid. And if you look at it as a plane, vertical, horizontal, and the depth, and little squares that you can – the whole idea that time could be before and after at the same time, which I'm 
as metaphysical as I am, I really struggle with. But the fact is, is that fourth dimension time comes in. And it's, as we know, with Einstein talking about energy, always changing. It's, it's a flexible thing. It's not like a two dimensional that makes a three dimensional. It's a warped. It's a, it's a, it, it changes. In other words, depending on how fast it goes, you have more memories and it seems to be fuller. Or if you're in nature, it goes very slow. So we, and also that has to do a lot with the cartography that if you change where you are, that the planets were rising at different parts of the globe. And so that your experience is going to be perhaps different and all of that. So why did I bring that up right now? Sarah, you were just mentioning about, um, Oh, about self. That's it. Yeah. About the lunar mansion that it's not for, even though maybe we might want a partnership on an intimate, it's more the, that Mars is what I'm saying is that we've got to change maybe the timing of our own patterns, would you say, in order to reconnect with. Um, yeah. Yeah. There is just using strategy and, and it is about partnering with the right people and having the right conversations. Um, and it's great that Mercury is now, direct at this point by the full moon. So that's helpful. Um, but there's still all this Libra energy and, and one side of Libra that doesn't really, I mean, Libra is typically referenced as, you know, peace and harmony and balance and everything, but there's a side of Libra that's not really always covered. And, and it, it can be a, a warrior goddess. I mean, it is, she, she knows, strategy <laughs> a lot like athena and um and how to debate and how to delegate and or uh, you know and be create this diplomatic type relations with others so and if you reference the planet of venus you know that this is I mean, its atmosphere is very acidic. It burns up anything that come, enters it within seconds. It has acid storms there all the time. And these giant pancake volcanoes, they're always liquid, always hot, um, but always... Um, so it's just, it's a very dynamic um, planet, even though it's you know, Aphrodite. Um, no, it, yeah. Good point. Excellent. Because in Anna, there's other mythologies, you know, prior because of the different countries or not countries, uh, cultures, you could say, because yes, like we have the morning star of Venus and the evening star of Venus, like Ariel Gutman and Adam Gainsbourg, you know, so many of our wonderful modern astrologers are really bringing emphasis to, but the Mayans and also back in ancient Mesopotamia and Egypt, I don't know about, probably Egypt, they saw, just as you're saying, Venus in the morning, Venus at night. And Venus in the morning is not visible as long, but Venus at night is visible for so long and huge in culture. And yes, it was definitely you're right that we tend to experience 
not the experience of Venus because we're, we have all the lights out. People don't look at the sky. They're not living in that context now. And so we're getting stories that are shared by what the goal was. The goal is to find the balance. But the truth is, I know I've been told that the greatest, uh, I think was patent. I'm not sure if general patent, but there are the generals, the great, many great generals were Libras. And she absolutely right, the strategy. And and it was the the goal was to have equilibrium, but that didn't mean that that was what they had. A lot of times for Libras, it's off kilter trying to find that. But it's not the secret, as you pointed out earlier, and I'm on my, I have a lot of Libra, so I've lived a lot of this and I totally get it. <laughs> Is it by acquisition to the other and deferring? without really getting centered, which Venus in Scorpio is asking us at this moment to do. And I think in that chart, where is Venus? Venus um, is uh, Venus, Venus, Venus is still in Scorpio. Very, no, very Sagittarius. Oh, Sagittarius. Oh, 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 Sagittarius. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong. Thank you. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. So, it's it's gaining a new philosophy at that point. That's true. It's gaining a new perspective. And, uh, right, because you want to know where your own truth lies. Yes. Yeah. And the seventh house, which is the house that Libra tends to rule in the traditional zodiac uh, that we study, that rules legal matters, too. You know, you see the scales. It's this... Scales of justice, too, trying to, so it can, it can be contracts, legal contracts, debating the fairness of that, um, or where, where things have kind of gotten off track um, as well. So, and it rules business, business partnerships, business um, connections and as well as the the dance of that leads to marriage, I, I really think the eighth house is more a marriage. <laughs> oh, it is. It's where you where you get to the nitty gritty. You sanctify. Yeah, you yeah. sanctify it. Yeah, but, that's but where so, you, you put up your shingles for business. You put up your marriage license. Exactly. Yeah, it's it where is. you commit in the seventh, and then like yeah. to me, the eighth is where it gets down down to business of what that means. Well, so passionate, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a passion. That's why Venus right now in Scorpio doesn't want to fool around. It wants to know really what is it that's making its heart tick? What is, what is enough that one will exchange or can exchange in order to, because we're not meant to be isolated. You know, we're meant to be, life is 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 in production together in some form so we need to have relationships of some form and uh, make them productive and even if contracts aren't formalized it seems like there's always an unspoken agreement a lot of times with people and sometimes mm. that can really get blurry or messy um well this person's always done this so that's just how it is you know kind of thing and it's not, you know, some of these things need to be renegotiated. So that's a good point. Maybe that's, and then again, that reminds me of Pluto in Capricorn now, breaking down the conditioning, 
Capricorn is the conditioning because it's a structure. You know, it's traditional. It's what we've accepted and what we're all working on in some form of, of, of unanimity. But yet uh, sometimes it, it doesn't work anymore. Often, you know, it's got to get rebooted out. Liz, what are you percolating on? Well, um, I just want to mention the cardinal T-square, and it's really interesting with the sun. We have Mars with the sun, and with the moon, we have Eris, and then it's, those are opposite, and they're squaring off to Pluto, so there's, you know, asking for adjustments, and then the mystical rectangle in this chart of what is the gift, and um, the planet's that are involved in that's Mercury of communication, the Ascendant and Sagittarius, Chiron and Aries, and um, Ceres and Black Moon, Lilith and Gemini. So I would say, what do I want to keep and what do I want to let go of and do it gently and easily with harm to none? Can you see the screen? I tried to share it. No? Oh, it's coming up. It's coming up. Oh, okay. Very so. good. Yeah. For those that can see it. So what was that again? Can you say that, please? Oh, I'm sure. Sorry. The the, uh, the whole thing or just the well, mystical yeah, rectangle? Well, what you're talking about in some essence. Well, the cardinal T-square and we have um, the sun with Mars. Yeah, they're the very close. In and Libra. then we have Eris with the moon in the fifth house and then Pluto Opposite. in the second house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and then they're squared off to Pluto. So, you know, those are some powerful planets that are asking us to make changes. And then the Our, mystical rectangle yeah, is I, with... It, it, maybe we could pause just for a moment there. Thank you for repeating that. Because I'm thinking the emotional, you know, when, when the moon is in Aries, it, it's so emotional. It's like we're cutting. Aries wants to cut. That's what Aries does. It's like, you know, it's a... It cuts things and it's cutting away. The moon does not like to let go of things. So <laughs> you you have a struggle right for the fact that it's existing in this energy. And it's a late energy. It's 27 degrees. It could be 28. So it's like it's been on this path. You know, every month it goes through this path. But still right now it's intense. And if it's, since it's caught up in this dynamic and this, what you're saying, this T-square. And it's opposite. It's ruler. So it's really... It, we're like all this awareness and its ruler Mars is, is got this other goal of trying to find some balance with what we're going to cut away from. And how is that going to work with my whole being, my whole ego of, of, but meanwhile, you have Pluto, the transforming uh, metamorphic uh, energy of, death and, and 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 the ending of cycles right i mean you know we could put it that way of deconditioning so it's it's an intense time <laughs> i'm sorry it's making sense oh my gosh we can't be that late yeah oh it does goodness. get easier i just want to add it does get easier um late this month um and we'll cover that at the next show on halloween the 31st so yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, Sarah Stromley and Liz Mouchette of Moonbeam Team. And this has just been marvelous. And I guess when you're having fun, time gets carried away, right? That time, that warp that we did. We went faster and faster. At least we made some meaningfulness. 
and we thank everybody. And do check out Liz's uh, book. I mean, her class coming up sometime this fall. You have time. And we'll be back again. Talk Cosmos Leading Edge Conversations. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 